Happy Friday. This is Lenita. Thank you again for tuning in to Align with Plants, Align with Health. I've had a really challenged voice the last couple of weeks. We had a virus come through our home and take its time. We don't claim sickness here, though it did take its time and move through all five of us nice and slowly. Got to me last and it took my voice with it. So I sound much better today and I'm ready to talk about aligning with plants and aligning with health. It is the day after Thanksgiving in America and regardless of the history of the holiday and of the day and of the celebration and even of what present day is, I give eternal thanks for awareness and just being a witness to this beautiful thing that we call life that we see as creation and as existence. I give eternal forever thanks on my knees, um, regardless of the twists and turns our path here as existence takes. I trust in its infinite direction and I feel the loving energy that it actually is and that it radiates from and I just give thanks for being aware. I give thanks to the plants and I give thanks to their alignment with health and the way they help us out and the way they help us feel better and support our entire everything that exists on this realm and on this plane. And that's really what this podcast is all about is giving thanks sharing the little knowledge that I have been able to come across and, you know, figure out makes the most sense, at least to me, uh, because I can verify it. I can look into nature and I can see and I can verify it. And so I give thanks uh, for it all to just be here. Today, I really wanted to get in a little bit on the actual diet It seems to be the number one issue that most folks are faced with when they are initially changing or want to change their lifestyles. It's the actual diet. What will they eat? What should they eat? Um, Obviously, for some folks, when they should eat and all of those things come in. But it's, it's kind of a, it's a huge business, right? Diet. You hear the word, you may get a little scared. You may have been on every diet. You may know somebody who's been on every diet who's tried every single diet and has never really had any success. And unfortunately, that word has been misused and marketed, and it definitely needs to be redefined because our diet is what we eat. And so it is important to understand diet and your diet and the options of diet. And it is important to be on a healthy diet, to have a healthy diet. So that word is not associated to no carbs or no meat or no anything. It's not restrictive. It's what it is that you eat. And so there definitely needs to be and there will be an adjustment of that in the world. I think that the word itself is losing steam, especially with the millennials. Younger people coming up are more naturally aware of these things, although you know, one of the big movements right now in the world that has taken the the young people, the millennials, by storm, and there's obviously many benefits to this, but veganism is huge right now. And the challenge with that, which we'll talk about today, is that it's not actually based on a healthy diet for most folks. 
And that's really what it is that we need to get down is what is a healthy diet or what does a healthy diet look like for you specifically? I obviously can't answer that, what it's going to look like for you, but I can let you know what it looks like for me and what I have come to understand it looks like for the general you know, populace, the majority of humans, you know, need to be doing a few things in order to have longevity in terms of a a functioning body. Well, and we'll just go into that. So there's something I was going to add there, but we'll just, we'll just go into it. So, um, so what I first want to talk about is the reality that We are of nature. It's been made very clear on this podcast that we are of nature. Nature herself has birthed all of the life that exists on this plane. And we are of that life. We are children of this earth and of nature. And what she is and the grandness that she is and the entire half of the duality here that she represents I don't even know how deep it gets that we are her children and the beautiful thing about a mother and her children are that is that a mother produces the perfect food for her child I was a nursing mother for years and to give birth to a human and then be able to have that baby suckle from my breast for amounts of times that you know, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. One of my sons, my oldest son, nursed exclusively for 16 months. And we didn't frequent pediatricians then. We don't now. But we didn't frequent the pediatrician. And so no one really knew that my baby wasn't eating solid foods, that he was just eating my breast milk because he was massive and he was healthy and he was intelligent and he walked at nine months and he was, you know, perfectly sustained from just my breast milk for almost a year and a half. And it's because the mother makes the perfect milk for her children. Uh, Mammals produce milk and the warm blooded, you know, beans or levels of life here produce actual milk. Though the food looks much different. You just know that it comes from mother. So what food comes from mother for us? If our mother is nature and our mother is the earth, then what is our food going to look like? What is our diet going to consist of? And that's really where, because I've, I've done all the diets. I've been paleo, I've been vegan, I've been vegetarian. Um, I don't really, I never really got into low carb, but I've dabbled, you know, it's, well, I guess then that's kind of paleo as well. Uh, but other options of the diets, I kind of tried them all. I've juiced, I've raw, I've tried raw, And the thing about it is that when I'm able to really use my high mind to think and tune into the real, the real, the real, real realities of our world, I realize that it's so basic and simple and easy. And I don't need to study to figure out what to eat. (laughs) Like that's, that's the academia that was enforced in me and I'm not going to say that I don't appreciate it or respect what a thinker's and studier's mind is I have it regardless I'm not going to be able to get away from it and so I do give thanks 
though academics have taught us to think in a very linear fashion. And so to try to figure out or try to learn or research or relearn what your diet should consist of as a human is a very normal process of most humans here. The thing is, is that, well, most of us that are conscious or aware and know that we have been maybe eating poisonous foods or, you know, those of us who are kind of aware, we, we literally seek out, we research. Some of us have spent years <laughs> um, trying to figure out what is the best food to eat. And I was one of those people, and I've been one of those people, and I'll probably always do the research, right, because that Virgo is rising. My ascendant is in Virgo, so it's very interesting to me. Though we spend years, hours of our energy, of our time here, our pastime, trying to figure out what to eat, when in reality all we have to do is look to nature. So what should the human diet consist of? Pretty grand question. And this is going to have as many variations are there as there are people. So I don't believe there are, you know, well, anyways, period. So obviously the variations are vast and for some people there are going to be things in nature and of nature that you personally cannot eat that do not sit well with your body that you are allergic to that your body personally cannot have or that you just don't want to for moral, spiritual, um, health, diet, you know, actual just location. There's going to be many reasons why you make variations of this diet variations do not take away though from the actual truth of what humans should be eating quite clearly and quite frankly humans diet consists of foods from nature nature includes plants animals and what other else other things that we can consume we can't eat crystals although you probably can dissolve them and ingest them quite easily as well. Maybe not all of them. Again, there's variation. But that's it. We are meant to eat the things that nature has created for us to eat. And what those things are obviously are very vast and they're varied. And they're mostly dependent upon where you specifically are on the plane. That's the primary you know, re that's the primary variation is where are you located? Because I've lived in multiple different climates around a little bit spread around the globe. We went not too far, but we got out into the middle of the Pacific Ocean and everywhere you live, it's different. And that's just it. So to say that veganism is the only way to eat that by, you know, you cannot consume animal products, that it is an abomination to the animal and to the earth and to everything. Well, in our current system, fully honestly, veganism is a is a good option. Uh, our the way that we process meat in this society has gone to the levels. Uh, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never processed meat at this level. We've never grown this amount of animals. We've never had this many beans on the planet to feed this many beans. So it definitely is unprecedented. And who knows all of what comes from that. So in our current system, veganism is a better option. In all honesty, I can't agree with that. And Morally, do cows and chickens and turkeys and pigs and ducks and all these animals have the right to live? 
Yes, they do, just as much as you and I have the right to live, as when we were born became our right to live when we, when we were born. And then when we die, we've then, you know, given up that right and have moved on to the next level of our cycles or whatever it is that you, however it is that you see. So by eating meat, though, does not take away the right for an animal to live either. So that's the thing, is that um, we are a part of a natural cycle of birth and death. And anything that goes outside of that natural cycle isn't a natural, isn't, um, isn't in tune with that natural cycle. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not natural because perhaps we can create, we can actually create new worlds from that. You know, um, the likelihood that we are a creation of a creation of a creation is, is high because our mind creates. And so it makes sense that we would be from a creative mind that has created us and, you know, supposedly you can create perhaps new natural cycles. Though the ones that we're from, the ones that we have been created out of, the ones that we're aligned to naturally are the ones of nature. And maybe some of humans are meant to push beyond that and, and recreate new cycles. I don't know. So I'm not going to doubt that there are people out there that aren't supposed to be separate than this or that can't recreate or that maybe the vegan movement even, let's say, as of this millennial shift that will recreate a new natural cycle, perhaps. Um, though to get outside of birth, rebirth, birth, death, and then rebirth seems impossible to me at, you know, at the, at the moment. I'm open though. <laughs> um, it seems like the death of animals to create new life, the death of plants to create new life seems to be pretty much what this, you know, plane is about. And this is where we're at. We're nowhere else. So... Again, that doesn't mean that eating the highly diseased animals and dairy products of this current system is the best option. Though it also doesn't mean that veganism is what makes you the highest level or highest, highest resonating human because it just isn't true. Um, the reality is, is that humans can eat all animal product and be just fairly equally and maybe even higher you know, in a higher vibration, you know, humans who were originated or have moved to and have been in the really, really cold regions of the world for eons, they don't, they don't have access to the plants, the edible plants, or just say as many plants. And that's not even true. Actually, there's tons of plants. They don't have access to as many plants as people who live near where the sun shines long and strong. And that's because plants need long strong sun or obviously we know why um it's much colder there they have plenty of green plants are everywhere and they do eat plants there but they also sustain off of a lot of animal products especially people on the waters uh, the coastal cold areas they have been living off of fish and blubber forever and humans have been hunting game Forever. This isn't something that is totally, you know, this is a part of our history. Now, again, we are to create new realities and to always be vibrating higher. So perhaps there is something here that's going to be, you know, shifting because there's never been a vegan population. That doesn't mean that one isn't coming. And again, I'm open and I'm down with it all the way um, until it excludes and I think that that's the challenge with most diets is that they are 
they're not fully inclusive of what it is that the human wants. Some humans are going to want meat. And by telling that human or making that human think that they're less than or that they can't achieve a certain height of awareness or that they are an abomination to the earth because they eat animals is just not true. It just isn't true. And it's not the right energy that we need to be sharing or putting out. Because in reality, the human does eat animals and the animal is okay with the human eating it because it's a part of the cycle. Um, so let's say the reverse of that, something like paleo saying that you can only eat these foods, um, and that you shouldn't be eating some of these other foods, you know, paleo doesn't want you eating grains and well, you know, a large, a large amount of people on this planet, totally almost 100 you know like 95 percent of their calories come from grains and maybe that's an ex you know maybe those numbers aren't as high now and that's an extremely huge amount of people totally fully subsist off of grains they all you know that's kind of been the way of things grains have a large amount of energy that the human body can use and it does seem that the brain is initially on fats because the brain, the human mammal brain at least, is initially on mother's milk, which is pretty much pure fats. And so it does seem like that the human brain should be burning fats versus carbohydrates. Um, the thing is, is that we can burn fats or carbohydrates. And that's just the reality. And humans have been burning carbohydrates for a long time now. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe, you know, the fact that we've been burning carbohydrates and not fats have has you know has created has been a part of our shift um, i'm going to trust that it's intentional though the fact is is that we can use carbohydrates and and we can use fats as energy and so grains have a huge amount of carbohydrates available to us and they can actually keep you alive now the plant itself doesn't really want to be eaten like how we eat them grain plants that produce grain um, those seeds those plants don't want those seeds to be ground up into flowers or all the things that we do with seeds and uh, well seeds of plants these grains and that we call or these seeds that we call grains um, these seeds want to go into the ground and create new plants they don't actually want to be eaten and so in a general sense you have to do a lot to these plants you have to do a lot to a plant's seeds to grasses seeds in order to for them to be ingestible or to be for us to get that energy out to get the nutrients out and the, the plant again doesn't want it and so they have a lot of chemicals to keep these basically from being um, you know appealing to animals the human though is hello we're like <clears throat> the most powerful thing that's come on here that we know of at least that we can remember and we're the bomb.com so we find ways around this we align with nature and we tap into the resources that our mother has produced has produced and provides for us for free we pro we process these grains and we've gone we've created things you know from beer um you know all the way to all of the fine delicate foods of the cuisines of the world so and even let's even just say actually not even that and then something super simple is rice rice which literally keeps half of the world you know or at least a good maybe a third of the world alive so um you know to say that you just can't eat grains 
and to tell people the only way you can be healthy and balanced is to not eat grains is just not true. It's from nature. Our body does not process it. There are techniques in there that you need to get down in order to have them be the most, uh, you know, available to you nutrients, or to have the most nutrients available to you. But you also have to do that with eating meat as well. So you have to understand that first of all what do you like right or what's around you and then what do you like of that is around you and then choose that the problem and the thing that we don't want our diet to look like and this is really what it is is how are we supposed to eat we have to eat foods from nature so guess what foods that are in boxes and bags although some of the ingredients may have came from nature those foods are not from nature you are not going to go into nature and find a box of crackers and that doesn't mean that i don't eat crackers that we don't actually eat many crackers but that i haven't had some crackers in my life this isn't really a judgment it's the reality of what if we want to align with plants and we want to help our, our our society heal this is what we have to do so it's not saying that i don't need any processed foods because i do um everything in moderation though the reality is what should our diet look like our diet needs to look like nature and boxes and cans and bags and shrink wrap and all this stuff is not found in nature and that's really where the majority of our issues have come from that plus we're not getting certain plants that are found in nature that help our body work right and so that's really what the diet needs to look like is it needs to look like nature and get rid of the foods that don't what are the foods that don't they're most of the foods in the center aisles of the grocery store uh they're going to be the foods that can't go bad or that have long shelf life the foods that can stay on the shelf for months uh maybe sometimes years but they definitely don't need refrigeration they're not going to spoil and the thing that you know about a way that you can tell what something you should be eating or the most of what you should be eating is it should have the same life cycle as you that's what we're aligning with it's our truth it's the cycles these are our truths and it's what we are working so hard to align with the natural cycles the things that have to happen the dark things that have to happen so that the light can be reborn i'm going through a personal situation right now uh, a very new energy very new things that um i'm i'm being challenged to deal with dark reservoirs that have been in me that you know little patches of my past that had to be pushed to the side so that other things could come up and that I could heal but you know those things are churning the blood is churning underneath my skin i feel it and there are darkness you know dark spots of me that are being called to attention and i'm thankful for that i'm thankful for them being called to the surface because then i can enlighten them and i can heal them and i can move on and that's the truth of all of this really what my message of my heart is to the world is that we have to get to the point where we accept life and death and rebirth as our truth that's the holy trinity here at least is that these things are the truth and sure it's the dreamy pisces understanding of the world though I mean, I want you to find somewhere in the world that doesn't align with this. It is our truth. And when we accept that even at the level of what we eat, if you are making a choice between food, you want to choose for the majority of the time to eat food that is going to go through the same cycle as you. Now that self shelf 
stable food will also break down because it is made of the same things that we're all made of. And in reality, that's why humanity is still doing as good as it is. <laughs> I mean, no matter what kind of fake food the majority of people, at least in this in America, have been eating for, for a good generation now. Um, and, you know, we're, get, we're seeing a full generation almost of it now. We're seeing people, you know, that were born in the 40s. Um, they were almost on a full, you know, cycle of it. Um, and we're seeing them now in their elderly years and seeing what the life looks like. But, hey, they're still here. You know, they they don't have many teeth. Their bones are bad. A lot of excessive weight. Most many many degenerative diseases, right? But the human is still pushing through and is still surviving. And we still have. They're still here. And I would say that it seems like the life cycle is being changed for sure by the food. Though, what happens is that we we really do learn how to adjust, and the bodies will grow stronger and will adjust. It just may take, you know, it takes time. Um, the main reason why that will happen as well is because we are amongst a planet, literally, of healing beings. Now, the majority of us are in cities where there's very few of those. And I've been at friends' houses where bug guys, you know, like Orkin Man, comes and knocks on the doors and says, hey, we're spraying the neighborhood. <laughs> and it's why you don't hear any crickets anymore anywhere, you know. Well, in many big cities, especially in the south because the life the diversity is things are bleak right now you know uh, my my positive outlook has nothing to do with the reality of the darkness too and you know there have been so many days where I sat and just worry about all the things that are actually happening and the things that people are doing and the choices people make that just seem like total insanity but I have faith I have true faith in my heart that man is that humans are good we're inherently good and 99.999 percent of us and we could take that down even a few more decimal places in my heart want the same thing we want to be loved and we want to love and in that very basic searching of this very basic need and desire of humanity and perhaps of all life or all existence even at the depths of the definition of love for me we make a lot of really weird selfish choices <laughs> and a really weird selfish culture has been created and I just have faith that there are humans on the earth right now and being birthed and born, rebirthed that are here to create the new, you know, because cultures always fade. And this one will also produce something, I have faith, really, really beautiful and amazing. And it is going to be something where humans are retuned back in so that we can actually start taking in the things that can heal us. And that's the other side of what the diet should look like. The other aspect of what the diet should look like is that even if, well, no, I'm sorry, we're, gonna, we're including this as the ideal situation, that there are certain plants in your local region that you should be eating. And they are plants that have particular nutrients available in them that help your body do the things it needs to do so that you can maybe have some foods 
that are self shelf. <laughs> I don't know why I try to keep saying this. Like I like a tongue twister. Shelf stable in your life. You can enjoy some of the pleasures of the culture because you're continuing to eat plants that actually hyper support your system so that you can be healthy enough to process them. And guess what the number one thing on my list is? <laughs> weeds. <laughs> All of the weeds of the earth. Anything that they call a weed. It's the weeds, guys. They, it's a great name, actually. I'm, I think I'm going to embrace the name. I think that that's really what we need to get to as a culture is just embrace, you know, create new. Because in reality, that word weeds has a lot of negative energy attached to it. And I'm just going to embrace it. They're the weeds. Those are the plants that we should be eating. <laughs> we should be aligning with them and planting more of them and eating them and, and admiring them and caring for them. Um, it's the weeds and the weeds of your region. They are going to be the most powerful plants. There may be a few ones that you obviously don't want to eat that aren't for internal use, that they're for topical or tincturing or whatever. And some of them you just won't use at all, right? It's variation. But those are the most potent plants on the earth. They're also the perennials. And that's the number two on my list is it's a perennial diet that we really want to shift to. And that's, uh, that's one of my major like goals of my life when I, I'm nearing the end of these days as I have faith I'll die uh, a long, peaceful, healthy death, you know, like life and to death. As I end these days, my personal and my personal goals, and this is very serious to me, is to be on a fully perennial diet. And I'm not at the position right now to be there. The majority of my diet is still annual, though in the next few years as my children get larger and as Every, as things balance out for us as a family and even just, you know, as a universe, like in the stars, there's been some heavy movement for me personally. Um, that's my personal goal is to be on a perennial diet because those plants grow without a lot of heavy toil and work. They grow continually. They continue to produce more each year. Usually there's obviously some variations of that. And they are... 100% established in the local environment. They are providing for the food system, for the system they're releasing and receiving nutrients every year. And then they just take that cycle and widen it with us and add us into the cycle. And so these are the plants that the earth grows. The earth does not grow annual plants regularly. So perennials are what the earth grows because they are what are healthy and what are needed for uh, for our diet. They are a part of our diet. Um, and these plants usually, not all of them, but many of the greens of these plants, many of them are sweet. Uh, a lot, obviously, these are mostly like the fruiting plants of the world or obviously that food is made for us. Um, the, the greens as well, mo many of the greens actually are bitters is what I wanted to say. This is the, the third part is that we're not receiving a lot of the bitter flavors of the earth any longer. Our palates and our diets have become very sweet, salty, um, and other flavor profiles that are much more new for the human body. When we bring in, and not just bitters, but the flavors of, oh gosh, I'm not even going to say this right, but is it umami? Maybe I think it is. Um, these other flavors, there's other flavor profiles on the earth that we aren't really accustomed to. And those most pungent flavors are the most powerful antioxidants for the plant. 
So they are also really important for us, like truffles. Let's think that mushroom truffles, that is, that's coal, the coal of the earth. It's edible and it's so good for you. And I guess some people think that it tastes great as well, but um, it's the rich, dank flavors and colors and textures of this earth that we have really gotten away from because they kind of are connected to the dark. They're kind of connected to that, that death, that unpleasant part of life. And for most of us, we're disconnected from the unpleasant part of life. We're not comfortable with sitting in it, with dealing with it, with scraping through and, you know, with the, the difficult parts of life and being honest in them. You know, we have to be honest in them about how we feel when things get hard because they're not going to stop getting hard. And the more honest you can be about how you feel when things are hard, the clearer you're going to be about when things get hard. You're going to be clear. It's, they're not going to be as heavy for you. And, you know, this is a process. This is the, the process of healing that I have been going through for three decades now. And it is the process of being okay with who I actually am. That's it. That is the process. It's being okay with who I actually am. I was born from my mother, of my mother, of my mother. We were born of the earth. And when I look to her cycles and her systems and her children, I have the deepest, dankest, darkest, lightest, brightest, breeziest faith ever. You know, I've never felt this good about following that path. And it is being okay with my dark and being okay with my light, embracing both. And what I'm figuring out, actually, is that I need to make sure that I'm aligning with people who are wanting to do the same thing. Because who you give your energy and where you put your energy, it matters. It matters where you put your energy. You can create with your energy and you can destroy with your energy. So it matters where you put your energy. And when I'm digging in my dark, I get caught in it. Um, those are, that's, that's the work. It's literally the work. When you're in the dark, it's harder for you to realize where you're putting your energy. Put it into the light. <laughs> Shift it up and push it back into the light. And because you're going to go back to the dark, it's the back and forth motion and you have to be okay with it. We have to learn to trust ourself and aligning with plants is for me the most honest way for me to check and make sure that I'm doing that, that I'm trusting myself, that I'm trusting the feelings that I have. They are important. They do matter. They are real. And they're navigating us down the path that we're meant to go down. So as uncomfortable as some of them are, you have to trust them and just um, allow the natural cycles to be the truth in your life because it's where peace is at, at least from this heart. So happy Friday, beautiful people. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.